A child is born for us, and a son is given to us. His scepter of power rests upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Messenger of Great Counsel. Welcome to ChantWorks. ChantWorks is an apostolate of laymen and women devoted to renewing Catholic worship through sacred music and the singing of the Mass. Part of renewing Catholic worship is the prayerful reading of sacred scripture. In this series, we will be reading and explaining the readings of the four Masses of Christmas. This series of readings and reflections is intended to help readers prepare for their part in the Mass and to help others listen attentively to the proclamation of the Word. O God, who wonderfully created the dignity of human nature and still more wonderfully restored it, grant, we pray, that we may share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. With the fourth and final Mass of Christmas, we turn our attention from the lowly birth of Jesus in time to the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. The Mass during the day invites us to contemplate the deeper mystery of the Incarnation, in which our humanity has been fused in Christ with God's divinity. Again, the first reading from Isaiah recalls the restoration of Jerusalem after the Babylonian captivity, in which the people of God had all but given up any hope of returning to the Promised Land. The prophet proclaims good news to Zion, Jerusalem. Your God is king, he cries. This proclamation would be empty if Jerusalem were to remain desolate and forsaken, for a king isn't much of a king without a kingdom and a people to rule. Jerusalem, which prefigures the church and symbolizes heaven, is the place where God and his people come together. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings glad tidings, announcing peace, bearing good news, announcing salvation, and saying to Zion, Your God is king. Hark! Your sentinels raise a cry. Together they shout for joy, for they see directly before their eyes the Lord restoring Zion. Break out together in song, O ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord comforts his people. He redeems Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. All the ends of the earth will behold the salvation of our God. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. 
all the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. The Lord has made his salvation known. In the sight of the nations he has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing praise to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and melodious song, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Sing joyfully before the King, the Lord. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Our second reading is from the Letter to the Hebrews. The Letter to the Hebrews is one of the more liturgical books in the Bible. Traditionally attributed to St. Paul, its author is actually unknown, although some traditions ascribe it to St. Barnabas or one of Paul's other associates. Whoever the author was, he was clearly a Jewish Christian addressing Jewish concerns. His purpose, summarized in this beautiful prologue, is to show how Jesus is the only begotten Son of God, superior even to the angels who worship him. The liturgical nature of the letter revolves around the sacrifice of Christ, the true and eternal High Priest. Whereas the sacrificial offerings of the temple, a mere shadow of the true sacrifice, had to be repeated over and over, Christ's sacrifice was made once for all time. Hebrews 10.10 A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, in times past, God spoke in partial and various ways to our ancestors through the prophets. In these last days, he has spoken to us through the Son, whom he made heir of all things, and through whom he created the universe, who is the refulgence of his glory, the very imprint of his being, and who sustains all things by his mighty word. When he had accomplished purification from sins, he took his seat at the right hand of the majesty on high, as far superior to the angels, as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, this day I have begotten you? 
or again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. And again, when he leads the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. The beautiful prologue of St. John's Gospel is one of the most theologically profound passages in all of sacred scripture. But instead of focusing on the birth of Christ in history, as Luke and Matthew have done, John focuses on the eternal nature of the Father's only Son, the Word of God, through whom the universe was created. John's prologue was traditionally read at the end of every Mass, and still is in the extraordinary form. This is liturgically significant, for it reminds us of two important things. That Jesus Christ is the eternal Word of God made flesh, who made his dwelling among us, and from him we have all received grace upon grace in the Eucharist we have just received. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Alleluia! A holy day has dawned upon us. Come, you nations, and adore the Lord. For today a great light has come upon the earth. Alleluia! 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 A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. 
John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace, because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. This has been a Chantworks production. Please visit us online at chantworks.com.